Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When I have kids, I want to be like that, that. We do everything ourselves. We're, we just did it right now. You, they just, you did just did it did four it times. Four times. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. Try, Try out. out. Yes. yes. 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's you funny know, because... Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were unbeatable. And that's, that's never, never going Like, to you're going to lose. I didn't think it was very funny. Thanks, I don't babe. care. No. <laughs> You are twins dating Dating brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. We could just do this all day. Thank you. Uh, You can go to Kathmandu. You can go to Switzerland. You can go to the North Pole, South Pole. But it's the people that you do it with that matter. I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. Thank you for continuing to watch our bonus podcasts coming from The Amazing Race Season 33. We are getting you to meet some of the people that we raced with, and they are fascinating, particularly our guests today. Lulu and Lala were the dynamic duo twins you saw on the show, and I just love them. They are evening radio DJs in New York City through an iHeart radio station. So, you know, very successful, very dynamic. And man, they made great TV. Yeah, they were in almost every episode. They finished fifth. They are so fascinating to get to know. It, it was impossible for CBS to show all of them in this race because they were in the middle of the race. But the way that they go back and forth, and the way that they kind of feed off each other's energy, but also how different they are once you get to know them. Mm-hmm. All of that to me is fascinating. Yeah. It was one of those things where we didn't really talk about it in this interview you're about to see, but you know, part of the amazing race is they want those relationships between the teams to unfold on TV. So you really aren't talking to each other before the race starts or even between legs. But I remember that first day, I mean, it was really close between Mike and Moan, Lulu and Lala. And we were kind of like waiting to see like who made it, who made the cut. And I saw the pink shirts come through and I'm always pulling for the girls. I love Mike and Mo. Yeah. always pulling for the girls. And I was like, what's your name? And they're like, and, 
then they're like Lulu and Lala. I was like, oh, and I love their names. They remind yeah. me of Lola. They are a joy. And I'm so glad that, you know, they had a rough few legs. And we're going to talk about that in the beginning of the race. There was some, They showed some bickering and fighting. And they talked about how they got through that. And it is one of those things where I love them so much and I consider them good friends that I think we kind of went in and out of conversations, but there's a lot of fascinating stuff here. Let's get to it. Welcome, Lulu and Lala. Thank you. Oh, there it is. Good to see you guys. Did you see that? Okay, we're going to get to that in a second. Did you see the syncopation? I mean... I, like, l- listen, I know you guys get this a lot, but has anyone ever asked you to try an Olympic synchronized swimming team? I feel like that's another... That would be another one. No. That would be pretty good. <laughs> so that I will be- say that Lulu and Lala, once you get to know them, they look very different. Absolutely. You guys look very different and you have very different personalities. But at yeah. first glance, yes. it is tough. So tell us what are the physical kind of differences people use? And then what are, I mean, you guys are very different people. Kind of explain that. And before you do, I'm just going to, we're going to do this exercise as you're talking. Okay. Well, like we're going to put a super of your name up while you're talking, but for our <laughs> podcast friends, listen to the radio. I think uh, I, I know this sucks. I'm sorry guys, but maybe <laughs> say Lulu here and then, and then, and then you talk. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We won't, we want to so, do it the whole time, but okay. Lulu here. Um, I'm actually the older twin. I'm 20 minutes older. I have a rounder face. I have a dimple and I also have like a beauty mark right in between my eyes. And I'm more of the aggressive one. Like if I have something to say, I'm going to say it. I'm not going to think about it versus Lala will, you know, take her time, sleep on it. Not me. I like Shoot from the hip, really. Hi, <laughs> Lala. Uh, I am the younger one by 20 minutes. I mean, I don't even count that, but she has this. The thing. younger one never does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am a little bit more skinnier. I have, skinnier. I'm bigger in the chest area. <laughs> That's very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a little bit more laid back. I don't like to overstress myself like homegirl over here. I does. feel because since. This is Lulu now. Since Lala sometimes tend to be uh, so laid back, it stresses me out because it's like, can we get to a happy medium here? So, no, you just want me to stress out the way you do. And it's just not my style. <laughs> we could just, just do this style. all day. <laughs> I feel like but it, you guys are, in a, you know, it's, it's a, you know, sibling relationship, but a relationship. But don't you feel like even in our marriage, he gets so laid back, it stresses me out. And I'm yeah. like, I need you to match my energy on a few of these things. So I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I understand sometimes it's, yeah, it's the same thing where I'm like, all right, I guess I should act like I'm stressing out a little more. It's not, not that act. I don't care. I want you to care. That's the, that's the problem. She thinks that I don't care. And I, I do care. I just, I'm a little, I just manage it differently. Yeah. And so, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're the same, but we're different. So we're like an oxymoron. Yeah. If you if you yeah that shows up obviously everyone is sort of laid bare on the amazing race there there is nowhere to hide the cameras are rolling and you forget that they're there during these stressful situations and you guys made it very deep in the race i think because of that oxymoron there there, there is the argument i've actually heard this in other podcasts like there's no way that twins like people with the same dna would ever win the amazing race and i think once you get to know you guys you realize oh you guys personality wise are in no way twins and i really do think that that did help you guys because Kim, you would agree with me on the race. You can't be the same person. You need to be able to play off of each other. And that's something you guys do extremely well. 
Yes. Thank you. When she was on a low, I was on a high. When I was on a low, she was on a high. So you have to balance it off. And and, and that's what it is. And thank you for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes we think it's like, is it annoying to people? Like how we like kind of cut each other off and like mimic each other. Each other. I love it. Or is it entertaining? Well, <laughs> it is entertaining. Yeah. I mean, if I may, like you guys, you guys finish each other's sentences in a way that I've never, ever seen anyone do before, partly because you look, I mean, to a, to an untrained eye, you look a lot alike. I can, I know you guys apart from the minute I look at you because we've spent a lot of stressful time together, <laughs> but the way that you finish each other's sentences, it's actually part of something that we wrote about in our book, which is the difference between kinetic and non-kinetic interruptions. So relationships are in trouble when you have a non-kinetic interruption, like Kim is talking about, you know, something that happened to her that day. And I interrupt about how North Carolina is doing in a basketball game. She's like, great, dude, you just submarined what I was talking about. <laughs> and it happens. Oh, it, it, it happened. Uh, it still happens. But I was horrible at it for so many years. And we actually talked to a guy named Dan Sip, who gave us like exercises on improving that to get to a kinetic interruption. And you guys are experts at that. I'm telling you, like it, what you do is you take the energy of the other person and you just keep it rolling. And that's a very positive, energetic way to have a conversation. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because we do do that, but Mm -hmm. you're actually like the first person to really bring it up. And we hadn't noticed it until (laughs) we saw it on The Amazing Race where we're like, oh, wait, I'm talking. And then now you finished my sentence and now I jump back in. But for Penn to actually say (laughs) it the way that, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we do do that. We don't even realize like we're, we just did it right now. You, they just, just did it did four it times. Four times. Yeah. And and you weren't interrupting each other. You were just taking, you were like doing the, the improv. Yes. The and red ball, right? yeah. Isn't it the red ball? Well, I was thinking yeah. more improv, like you, you just kind of yes. And everything. And I think in your, your very successful, very popular radio DJs, that has to be part of the appeal. Right. I would think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's you funny know, because. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when we started, when we, we were given our own show, right? Because we, we used to be co-hosts to a morning show. So we were always used to being led by the main host. Right. But when they finally gave us our own show in Miami, we fought so much because we had to master the, the yin and the yang and not cutting each other off. And me and the yes and because, yes. you know, we're only given a certain amount of time to get our point across Lala tended to ramble on on, and I'm the one controlling the time. And so I'm like, dude, get to the point already. And so we had to learn how to manage that. And it was fights. It was like six months straight fighting, cursing each other off in studio. I think I kicked her out of trying to like understand each other and knowing when to. It was a different dynamic where it was like we have the twin thing, but now it's like we have to trust in our twin thing and channel it differently. It was very it was uh, interesting. Yeah. I, I feel like a long way on the well I want to back up knowing so you guys were very successful on the amazing race it is hard as women and I've talked about this with Kyle and Kayla and anybody who will listen to me it's hard to be a woman on this show so yeah. as women and sisters and co-workers going in why was that something you guys wanted to put yourself through <laughs> Yeah, right. Like, I think it's because so when we first knew that we were going to do the amazing race, by the way, it's Lulu talking. um, (laughs) Thank you. We are surrounded by guys at work, right? And love them to pieces. But they always were like, oh, you guys are going to be the first ones eliminated. Well, the the two that knew. Right. The two um, that knew. We're like, well, okay, we'll see you in like a week because you're going to be eliminated. Ha ha ha. And I know they're joking, but at some point I'm like, are they though? Or do they really like I could never decipher if it's a joke 
or if they're being serious. And so for us, it was like, we have to prove to all these guys that we can do the amazing race and we're not going to be the first ones eliminated and that we're going to make it far. Yeah. Um, so that weighed heavy on our minds because knowing to come back to work, if we are the first eliminated, it's kind of embarrassing. And also we didn't want to let our family down, but traveling the world, uh, going to different countries, visiting, di- you know, seeing different cultures and meeting different people. It's something d- that we definitely wanted to do. And with the amazing race, you're given that opportunity. I mean, yes, you're stressful and you're doing things that could drive you crazy. We but- wanted to prove to ourselves that we can do it. Uh, I think we spoke about it in one episode where we were always we think of ourselves like we like the underdogs, the weak team. And we don't know why we do that. No, you beat us. There was one leg where it was like, we showed up at the mat and we were like, and you guys were sitting there like smiling, not even sweating. Yeah, they look so put together. I know, just so happy. And I'm like, oh my God, that was the worst day of my life. We just went up the stairs seven times. Lola and Lala look so pretty. It's so funny because I actually forgot that, yeah, we did beat you in one leg. Yeah. But you guys were unbeatable. You guys were <laughs> such a great team. And I actually forgot that, you know, we, we kind of did. You re- you kicked no, ass. We, we did. <laughs> you did. No, I mean, I saw, that's why I went, I would have sat up there on the bungee jump stand for an hour and a half, but I saw your little pink shirts. I was like, oh crap, here they come. <laughs> yeah. And I was scared. I was like, oh man, they got here so fast. I got to get, I got to get through this. Now, I feel like watching The Amazing Race, the first three episodes, by the third episode, you guys were like clicking for sure. And -hmm. I think so much of that third episode got condensed because they had to show the COVID part. Scotland. In Scotland, yeah. So that was a self-drive on the opposite side of the road. It made grown men cry. And you you guys did really well considering like how hard that was. But the first two legs, they did highlight some like cracks in the relationship. I feel like you guys came back from the break. And I don't know if you guys had conversations or went through something, but you guys were like firing and just like, I feel like you guys won the most improved award just in terms of how you were talking and racing. What happened? Truth be told, (laughs) when we first started the amazing race, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. No, I have no idea. Well, because we were not well-traveled, right? So, you know, we work in the big city in in New York City. So we figured, how hard is it going to be if we could navigate through New York City? We can navigate through the world. (laughs) But when we get to London and we're just like completely lost, it was just horrible. We were running in every which way direction. And we were also like mean to each other. Like we were putting each other down instead of supporting one another. And instead of making... uh, Lala feel bad or vice versa. Like we should have been supportive. And so that's what we took, you know, when we were on the break and we told each other, we're not going to do that. We've never done that. What's wrong with us? I think there was a lot of pent up resentment from the past that we wouldn't say to anything to each other. We would just be like, no, if something she did would bother me, I would just kind of like, you know, like laid back Lala, kind of like just brush it off. And then I think it took the race for me to be like, ah, I can't stand you sometimes. I mean, yeah, this is this TV show is a relationship show. It's not a race. I mean, it is a relationship show. If you take a close look at it, it ends up coming down to how you deal with the person that you're with. And if you look at the last five people who were on the race, they were the five people who knew how to talk to each other and to how to exist with with each other and how to forgive each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And you guys did such a great job. I am, and we talk about it all the time. And I, I, Kim, I always tell you, like, the relationship that you guys have, I know obviously no relationship is perfect, but you guys have managed to really, like, 
be that perfect couple. You know how to communicate and the way you're you fun each other. too. Like you're fun with your kids. Like I, when I have kids, I want to be like that, that. Those fun parents. Like I always tell that to my boyfriend too. I'm like that. Here's the book. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you. And by the way, we love your boyfriends. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because we got a chance to meet your boyfriends. And I, you know what? I want to like, we're going to go down a different route. We're going to stop talking about the race a little bit. We're just going to talk about being Lulu and Lala and having relationships. You guys are, you're, you're, you have boyfriends, you're single. I've always wanted to know because you hear about siblings being protective of the mm. other one's boyfriend when it comes to relationships. I want to know what's that, what that's like for you guys, including like the approval process. Like, what is that like for you when you're dating? Oh, oh yes. So Lulu here. Um, yes, like thank said, you. This I'm is gonna... important that we know who's talking. <laughs> yes. Like I said, I am the aggressive one. So um, I was always in the relationship, right? I was in a 13 year relationship prior to the one that I'm in now. And so when Lala, and I was always a single one, she was. And so when Lala gets a boyfriend, I kind of like was not having it. I know that sounds very selfish, but I'm like, who is this guy? And why is he taking away time from my twin? You know, like (laughs) she's she's mine mine. all the time. Right. All the time. And so that part, and I, I, I have to apologize to Lala. I did give her a hard time because I'm like, wait, well, who is he? Where are you going now? But we have work. The thing, what about me? What about Lulu time? <laughs> the thing here, Lala speaking, is I was always third wheeling it with her and her boyfriend. So they'd go out. I was there and it, I was kind of like part of the relationship to a certain extent. We know that sounds weird, but yeah. just yeah. go with it. Yeah. So then when I finally uh, started dating, yeah, it made her feel a certain way because she felt like I was not including her, which like, wasn't the case I at all. The third wheel, you know, well, like you c- the thing is, you could, she, she, you could, you just never saw it that way. You just saw it was weird. Yeah. And so now with our boyfriends, I'm, I love him. You know, I did have to approve just like she needs to. Well, here's mine. the thing. There's been situations mm-hmm. in past uh, relationships where the guy thinks he could kind of get in between and if separate us, like separate us, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. <laughs> like we work together, we live together and like we have, you know, they try to instigate certain things to try to like make us fight and get us against each other. And, and that's, that's never, never going like you're going to gonna lose. You're not going to win that battle yeah. ever. So there's been times that that happened and obviously that didn't work out. And if I see that the guy that she's with is an a-hole like yeah. i'm not gonna i don't want to be around yeah. that and it's gonna get me upset because i know that she could do better and that's where my protective instincts come in and i'm just like no, no. that's actually what happened in her with her previous boyfriend i told her i'm like i'm never hanging around you if he's <laughs> around i'm sorry i just i don't like the vibe and, and I that's can't. never gonna work for you like if your sister's never gonna be around the guy like that is just that's doomed for a relationship i would imagine as a twin yeah yeah, yeah. Luckily, she starts dating Michelangelo. Yes, that's his name. Lala speaking, by the way. <laughs> Michelangelo is my boyfriend. He's a singer. We met actually while working. He was singing. We were doing backstage interviews. And then a year goes by and his brother <laughs> meets my sister. Yes. Now, you sister, are twins dating, dating brothers. 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 Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Not twins. They're, ju- they're just brothers. But my sister gave up. Uh, Mitch. Mitch, that's her boyfriend's name. Such a pushback at the beginning. She's like, no, I don't want any part of this. Don't bother me. No, 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 no. But he was like, no, I'm going to continue to chase her. (laughs) And he did. Because I guess, you know, when you see a good thing, like my sister, you're going to fight for it. So you gave respect to him for that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I am so glad because I, well, obviously we heard about them during the race and we got to meet them in Miami. Again, we should mention you guys through the best, like most fun <laughs> I've had in my life finale party. It was at the Dare Night Club at the Hard Rock in Hollywood, Florida. And we have pictures of it. And it was just like the best time. And I was a little worried, like watching it with everybody, watching the finale. But it, it turned into almost like a sporting event watching it. Yeah. It was so fun. Even like Dusty, my, my son's obsessed with Dusty. And anytime <laughs> Dusty did anything good, right. Dusty was Dusty's biggest yeah. fan. If anybody knows who Ric Flair is, I'm trying to think of like a <laughs> professional wrestler like who knows how to kind of promote an event and really get pumped up. Dusty yep. was. Dusty was like, yeah, Dusty was that guy. And he knew how it ended. Everybody like, knew how it ended, except we had all managed to keep it from our family members, right? Yeah. Right. So, but we got to meet my Michelangelo, we got to meet Mitch, really the karaoke the next night. Oh my gosh, that, that wasn't even fair. I know that wasn't fair, but Michelangelo shows up. I'm like, okay guys, we're done here. No, but it was such a treat. <laughs> Who but does then, he sing for? Is it Louis Fonzi? He, Louis Fonzi, yes. Oh my He's God. He's the background. He's Mega the background star. vocalist for, for him, for Juanes, for Mark Anthony, Brian McKnight, for a whole bunch of people. Um, but I was so excited for you guys to meet because you guys mean a lot to uh, to to both of us. So I'm like, uh, they need to meet my boyfriend and I need to know what they think of him. You love know, I, you're like your opinion yeah. matters. No, I love so. it. And they, you can tell they love you. And then Mitch, he was so proud of his brother on stage. He's like, that's my brother. That's and then cool. he would buy like another round of shots. I was like, Mitch, slow down. Yeah. We, <laughs> can I, will you please tell your uh, boyfriends that our hangover is, I think it just finished two weeks yesterday, <laughs> right? Like we were in a cloud yeah. for an entire week after that. You guys, you young people, you young people, but it was, it was fun and it was worth it. And we will be right back. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, I have one more sophomore question about relationships, and then I'm going to let you I think I already bus. know the answer to this, which is why you're asking it. 
I've always wanted to know this because you guys look so much alike. <laughs> have any of your boyfriends accidentally tried to like kiss, grab, whatever <laughs> the other one because they got the, they got it wrong? Confused? Yeah. Yes, okay. that has happened a bunch of times. Um, a bunch of times. Well, well, from the from the back, right? So you okay. can't see your faces from the back, right. and although there is a slight difference. From the back, um, Lulu again wants to uh, speak. <laughs> there has been times where Michelangelo will come from from behind yep. and hug me, and I'm like, uh, "Wrong twin, <laughs> wrong one." Oh and that's awkward. Right? It's understandable, but also yeah, very awkward. So embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is awkward afterwards. You're kind of just standing around, like, um, you just there was one me. time <laughs> with your ex. We were at the, in the pool, mm-hmm. right? So he's underneath swimming mm-hmm. and he's trying to like be sexy and trying, well, it's probably trying to be like a little frisky. Yeah. <laughs> but instead he chose the wrong twin and oh. I'm like kicking. I'm like, oh my God, someone, <laughs> someone's trying to like, you know, touch me. <laughs> and then I, I realized I'm like, dude, and he was so embarrassed. Yeah. It was Poor like, a, it was so awkward. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then it's, how do you come out of that? Kind of like, oh, oh yeah. Hi, Craig. Yeah. Um, and then, so have you ever done the thing where you took each other's like and all the twin movies they take each other's tests or they try to fool each other have you ever done that yeah Yeah. so in college it was so easy to switch classes and take each other's exams like it It became actually like not even fun i'm like all right nobody noticed oh my god in high school we actually switched and the gym teacher well the teachers noticed and they were like, whatever, as long as one body is here, we don't even care. <laughs> but I did take her driving exam. You took the the written exam. Lulu, this is why I, Lala, always drive, because she, her driving is, it should, she shouldn't even have a license. Okay. It's very <laughs> a little exotic. She doesn't know how to switch lanes. And when she finally decides to switch a lane, the cars come. It's just very stressful. It's aggressive, you know? Who puts a turn signal? Just cut in. Just get in there. So. I feel like that's <laughs> like very New York. I was like, that's yeah. very New York. Yeah. That's very New York yeah. right now. So tell us about your career and radio. Like, why radio? And then, like, where do you guys go from here? I mean, radio is a thing, but, like, what else are you guys up to? I fell into radio because we went to school for TV and radio broadcasting, but really for television. And we started off doing press junkets and red carpets and so which actually helped us kind of gain that confidence because we were up against like e entertainment access hollywood like the big the The big big, the big dogs and we're you know just college students trying to get my mic in there as the the, they're passing by celebrities are passing by the red carpet but that's where i learned i'm like all right you gotta be aggressive and like fight your way through here just to try and get an interview otherwise i I can't go back Mm empty-handed um yeah so it was it was we a were, great we were actually double interning um and at the point we were with Univision and they came out with this reality show called Nuestra Belleza Latina which is the equivalent of America's Next Top Model and they were like hey why don't you guys try, try out? out at that point we're like our Spanish isn't great and we, we have like the 20, 20 pounds, pounds over pounds. the college rate that you gain yeah. when you go to college because you're just eating and drinking yeah um so we had that and we're like we're never gonna make this we made it but then we were eliminated a week afterwards but then we were called back by the network to be correspondents of oh wow the show yeah so it kind of worked out being eliminated and so that we did that for about a year and when that finished they were like hey girls there's nothing else for you you could do radio though and start off in the promotions department so we went from being like on television nationally to handing out flyers in street corners. So it was definitely like an ego, like, all right, we got to start from scratch. 
we got to pay our dues and we got to just work our way up in, in radio. And we, we fell in love with radio because we, we saw what it was like to be part of the promotions department. Then we saw what it was like to be part of the sales. How does the station make money? How do talents get paid? And then it was just a great process. And we are, we love being with the people, with the public, you know, getting their insights of what's trending, you know, what's happening. And so just being with the crowd and feeding off their energy, it, it was, it was a great experience. And we're like, I like this. Why don't we just stay here? Yeah. yeah. And so we did that. We were in the promotions department for seven years, seven years. A lot of people, college students think, oh, I'm, I'm going to get my big break. I'm like, no, it's not <laughs> like that. You're getting paid peanuts. Were yeah, you guys getting- always a package deal? Or was there ever a time that one of you went and did something on your own? So when we were doing press junkets, we were separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'd normally fly out to LA to do the junkets, and I would do just. But when we did carpet. radio, we thought, no, this is a package deal. Like we're gonna do this. Together. And I think it's because we kind of realized too that it was the a novelty and it was yeah. something different. Um, so we stuck to it. But I've always told her the day you want to stop doing radio, or maybe you want to go into acting, or maybe you just want to quit this entertainment altogether. I'm never going to hold her back from it. I'm always going to support whatever she wants. If she wants to just become a, a stay-home mom, I'll be there rooting you on. I agree with Lala. I will never hold her back. But, um, yeah, that's how we started in radio. And then from promotions, we did morning show. From morning show, we did afternoon show. And now we have the night show at Kate And her own show. So it's been a process. It's been very hard. But, you know, if you love what you do, you stick with it. And you just have to trust that there's going to be a payoff at the end of the day and that skin is is what is needed in this beautiful business that we work in because we man, have we gone through do. ups and downs and you know it is a male dominated industry um and there were many times when we started where even our parents have always been supportive but we were in the promotions department for seven years and we were already like 20 something years old getting paid like $7 an hour. We could barely like make ends meet. And at one point, everyone was like, this whole radio thing is very it's, it's cute hobby. But when are you going to get a real job? So mm. it was hard to be like, no, you guys have to see we're going to make it. It's going to happen. Even though sometimes we were doubtful, you, we just stuck it through. So um, it's been rewarding and we love what we do. And we're going to continue with radio because we love our listeners. I mean, the fans are our number one priority because they are the ones who put us on the map and they continue to support us. And then we do want to go back into television. We had written a treatment for a sitcom because we, we you guys are a walking, you guys are a walking sitcom. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So are you guys like, I see you guys. I had mentioned this to Kim. I see you both. Hosting the Tony Awards. 100%. I was reading up on it. There's no host. And I'm like, <laughs> so we actually reached out to some <laughs> friends in LA. Like, oh hey, what if you guys can give <laughs> You guys, oh your gosh. promotions, you're still in the promotions yeah. department. I love this. <laughs> yeah. But we are working on a, on a sitcom. We'd like to do that. Um, well, behind the scenes, there. more like producing. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. I mean, I would love to be in front, but if not, then I, I like more of the behind the scenes. I think it's more fascinating. It's more entertaining. And then come out with some type of line. You know, we like to have multiple. We want to have a multiple source of income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we're, our parents are taken care of and no one's stressed out in the family. Like we we know what that is. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go back to that. So I uh, much what, yeah, we like to spin a lot of plates too. And yeah. maybe that's just the entertainment focused brain, but you guys have, you guys have, you're in the number one market in the country and you have an evening show yourself. Like you've 
like you've made it. Like you could just sit there and that could be it, which is great. That's a great thing to do. But the fact that you still want to do more speaks a lot to like the energy you guys have. I will say, okay, back to the race real quick. Okay, there was a very sad day in Greece. It was very sad mm-hmm. when when you guys were elim- eliminated. But I have to say, you guys were so, so gracious at the very end about, about the experience. And I will say, like, the energy changed. Like, when you guys, when we knew you guys got eliminated, like, on the airplane. And just the energy went, like, whoosh. There was something missing. There was something missing for sure. So like you guys bring a certain level of energy, but what was it like? I mean, you guys definitely, you guys made it pretty far in the race, but to like go back to those guys in the radio station that were like, you're going to get out first. And, but I mean, to be very proud of how far you made it. Like, what was that like? First of all, Ludo again, thank you so much for, for saying that, that the energy was different because we always wondered like, oh man, I wish we could have just stayed and like supported everybody behind the <laughs> scenes, helped out the, and we the, missed you guys. And we're like, I wonder if they miss us and hoping that everyone did well and nobody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Greece was something that was, unfortunately, I, for some reason knew it was going to happen. I feel like the anxiety level was, it, it was just overwhelming Lala at some point. Yeah. And so that's why I tried at the end. They didn't really show. I kept telling her, just enjoy it. It's fine. Just enjoy it. She did get the sides. Which is funny because I'm usually doing that to her. (laughs) Um, But I think it was my body telling me, you need to take it easy. Otherwise, you're going to crash and it's not going to be, it's going to be ugly. So I think I kind of just felt it. Um, But coming back to the radio station and just telling them, ha, look at this. You made it top five. (laughs) So this is the third time you guys have mentioned the thick skin you have to have working in media and the guys at the radio station. And I'm going to go down a road that Kim and I have already gone down this podcast. And if you guys want to join us on the road, you can Um, join us. Will you, what road is this pen (laughs) television? When we worked in television, not only was it thick skinned, there were moments that were pretty abusive, right? Mm -hmm. And it, that became obvious during the me too admission, Kim and I both admitted to each other that we had been sexually harassed, both of us in the, in that workplace, the pyramid that is created when it comes Mm -hmm. to broadcast television and radio, where power is at the top and to get to the, get to the top, you have to basically overlook a lot of things. And when you get away from it, you realize, holy cow, like, what was I doing? And so yeah. I, I've just, I've heard you guys mention it a few times and didn't know if you have any more that you want to say or any stories that you'd like to have uh, out there. Yeah, I mean, there's cer- there's a certain, I won't say the company's name, but when we were doing mornings in New York, I'll leave it there. People can make their assumptions. There was, sometimes we were spoken down to, very condescending, and we didn't understand it. They were like, do you... Do you understand? I'm speaking English. Do you understand what we're telling you? And in my mind, I'm like, I'm an American. I was born and raised. I went to school here just because I'm Spanish. Does not mean I don't understand what my surrounding is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to me, I'm like, are you joking? Or are you being for real? Mm-hmm. I, I, at this point, I feel like you're being for real. And it's very offensive. That That's one aspect. Then but there was- at the same time, you're like, do you want to say something? Because if you do you get penalized or, you know. Yeah, you know, you're you're labeled difficult. Right. Um, there was another time where again, I'm not I'm going to stay away from mentioning names or companies, but it was a concert. We were backstage and there was one particular artist that locked us up in the dressing, dressing room. room and wouldn't let us out until we mentioned his the- hotel room and made sure and that we were going to be there after 
the performance. And we're banging on the door, like yelling, help, help, get us out of here. But because, you know, it's a huge arena and there's so and many things the, going on. The security's there seeing it and not doing kind anything. So we're kind of way. like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is so happening. You got locked into a room against your will with security yes. there who overlooked it. And you, as people trying to make your way up in the business, didn't know how to react, understandably. Yeah. Right. So we thought, let's, let's just, just go along, play and along and make him think that, yeah, yeah, we're, you know, room number or such and such. At this time, this hotel, you got it. Uh, you know, just making it seem like yeah, when yeah. that door opened, I ran and never looked back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, we we both have and we all have these stories, which are very terrible. But in a way, like, I think that's why. I get so mama bear and protective, especially like I've, I felt very protective of you guys on the race and like Raquel and Kayla, not that any of that would happen on this race. Like that was, right. that, that was so on the up and up and they had human resources there. I mean, Absolutely. none of that would right. ever, yeah. ever, ever, ever happen. But like, because of that, I get like mama bear over the women in these situations. I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, I, it was really hard to be a woman on the, this race, but because of all of your experience, I feel like you guys, that's like another, you guys are so freaking tough. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like life is hard and you, unfortunately you will, hopefully not, you will be put in situations where you have to think quick and know to do the right thing. It's very easy to take the, the easy way out, uh, if you know what I'm saying. And so you have to know and really be grounded because mm -hmm. a lot of the facade, you know, mm -hmm. in social media, a lot of it is just <laughs> that. Smoke, smoke and mirrors. Smoke yeah. and mirrors. And so, um, yeah, that's why the thick skin, we keep saying it. You got to be thick. And if people get offended because you say no, then that's a, their problem. Like, that's a you problem, not me. I'm not going to do anything I right. don't want to do. Because mm -hmm. there's been many times where they kind of make, they guilt trip you into like, well, if you don't do that or if you don't say this or whatever the case may be, then you're the bad one. You're the one that's ruining it for everybody. You, you know, you're the, mm -hmm. you're being complicated is no. what is and said. And so... And we're such people pleasers. We want everyone to be happy. We want every that it's it's taking us some time to just be like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to have you make me feel bad about it. Right. And then stick with it because sometimes we'll be all tough and then we'll kind of like, oh, my, <laughs> oh God. my God, yeah. Yeah, we shouldn't have done that. And I know we will we'll talk in code here. You guys have been approached. Obviously, you guys are great TV. <laughs> I mean, I have to say <laughs> after you guys were eliminated, I even think like the shows got way more boring. I mean, and we were on them so I can see like we were. And, oh, I yeah, know, we didn't really pay attention yeah, and, after you guys I left. know. And I, I think I even said to the producers, I'm like, are you even going to show us? Because we were so boring. And I feel like you guys were really dynamic. I know oh, other okay. shows have reached out to you. Yes. Yes. But you guys are being good about protecting your brand. brand. Yes. yes. And so you're being more selective with that. Would you ever do the Amazing Race again? Yes. yes. 100%. <laughs> uh, amazing Race. I have such great memories, even though, you know, it, it was tough. But I, that's it's something I think back on everything we did. And it's happy memories for me you it know we memory. we accomplished so much we learned so much that it i definitely would want to go back i also to feel it. it's the production of it and i and i'm pan i'm glad you mentioned it in, in the last episode they don't they are the stars of the show oh, those yeah. cameramen and women and the audio men and women running twice as fast as we are to get the shot is just incredible and the producers just always made us feel safe and yeah. happy if we ever had a problem there was hr standby the Security. paramedics were there yeah. too. Yeah. so it was just a, a every like, dot every eye uh, 
What am I trying to say? I, got it, I can't do it either. I, I've screwed that up every time I try to do it. Dotted every I, I is dotted and every T is crossed. Cross. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you guys, um, I, I got goosebumps when they showed the photographers. They're, they have this longstanding rule that they don't. They just they don't. They, they, they become to, part of the background. They so. want it to appear as if it, we are magically on this race. Right. That is just like, it's just us, but they are there. And I, I've, I've told them, I think like, after we won our, a second leg, Darren, who's one of like the executive producers, I mean, the whole team, they're so great. And he goes, yeah. well, I was, I was super stressed out about something. Oh, I couldn't find a bathroom. And um, I was like, <laughs> oh, and he goes, well, when you come back for all stars, like joking, I was like, oh, dude, this me crouching <laughs> in a bush with no toilet paper, this is not happening again, but I'll come back and do what you do. So I've like, I've texted him like, just for the record, like me, Kim racing, pro, my anxiety can't take it. But like, a challenge producer, how much fun would that be? Yeah, you could help like make the games and you go simulate them the day before. So you guys go on the race yeah. and then and we, I'll go produce it. Yeah, and I'll I stay home with the kids. I think would be great. Yeah. Okay. You can <laughs> see Sounds awesome. No, I, so what I was going to say about... Um, about the having the photographers back there and just kind of that last moment that we shared uh, at the finish line. Those photographers are in better shape than us, oh, than all yeah. of us. They carry larger equipment and they do it for longer periods of time because they have to get ahead of us, then behind us, then ahead of us, then behind us. They're going twice as far as we are. Uh, they have to be on constant alert in case something happens. And they were part of that group that we got to meet when we were on the plane and they all have such interesting stories. Like there was a photographer who was like, on his way to go do a documentary on cannibals. That was the That's first fine. time around. Uh, on, yeah. on the first time around. Yeah. Like, fascinating people. And I, I remember this thing that Phil said, and I don't know if I ever made it on the show, but he told us on the plane, he's like, you can go to all of these places. Uh, you can yeah. go to Kathmandu. You can go to Switzerland. You can go to the North Pole, South Pole. But it's the people that you do it with that matter. And that really, stuck, that really stuck with me. Yeah, and, and it's, it's, I mean, we've, we've gone to different... Because we work in the radio business, we've been blessed that we travel, but it's not the same when you're with certain people. It just brings the energy and just the whole vibe is different. And I feel with this season, 33, uh, maybe I'm being biased. It's just special. Yeah. You know, yeah. we are a family. We text each other on a daily basis. And if we don't go a day without, we'll see each other on social media. Mm -hmm. And now that you bring up production, yes. I just want to take a moment here and yes. say, um, what you that guys, you guys do. do is amazing. I don't think people really realize how hard it is mm -hmm. to make videos that are so relevant and so enjoyable to watch and funny um, and then have that all pieced up together and get so many. It's like it's not easy. It is not easy editing. I can't do it. I, I my anxiety and, will drive me insane. And to Are maintain you, the 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 how you guys maintain your social media very active and relatable, like across the board, not just on Instagram or YouTube. It's like every single platform. It is so hard, hard. insanely it, hard. And it really bothers me when people say, "Oh my God, oh YouTubers, what do they do? Just post videos?" It's all day? not that it's at all. It's just not that. There's well, so here's proof of how hard it is. <laughs> This is our second time recording this interview. We did this entire thing a week ago and I pressed the wrong button. So it was 
it was never recorded was, correctly. So thank you. And I totally screwed this up the first time. So, <laughs> so it is kind of hard. Yeah. But I also will level set. And, you know, I think we've talked about, because I'm very fascinated with like what you guys do. And I would love to be helpful in any way. You guys want to try to grow social media. First of all, social media is a slog. I think it's so hard. We now have help. We did not in the beginning. And I think our marriage suffered for it. But we have, like, we'll send this video off and Sam will help edit it together. And Max will help edit the audio for the podcast. And Anne-Marie will help get it posted. So, like, we can focus on the being creative. Mm-hmm. And then we have other people who do that. And I think there are some people who are like, oh, I liked it better when I thought it was just you guys in your house doing it. And during the pandemic, it was just us like shooting and writing, but we still could send a lot of it off. But I just want to level set with anybody trying to create and maintain a platform that it is not something at this level even. And I don't even think we're not like here. No, you guys are there. there. Give yourself the credit. credit. You guys, what you've done um, across social media is amazing. And, And we say this because we know how hard that is it and is. the creativity, because it's hard to sit there and create content yeah. constantly. And, and it, it probably messes with your mind sometimes. Like, is this funny? Is this, will people laugh? Well, is, is this relevant? Like, yeah. that's what we get sometimes on the radio. But I'm ta- what am I talking about? Yesterday was that type of day where we're like, um, does anyone care? So I can imagine <laughs> that you guys probably go through the same thing. Yeah, we just, we went through it yesterday because Penn came home from carpool he was dropping the kids off at school. He goes, and I was, we had a whole day planned of other videos we were going to shoot. And we hadn't <laughs> shot a video since the finale of The Amazing Race. So with the finale, we were hungover for four days because you guys, thanks, your thanks. boyfriend, mostly because yeah. your it's boyfriend. mostly Mitch's fault. Mostly Mitch's fault. <laughs> um, and then we had to do all these interviews and I'm more of an introvert. So I'd talk to people for too long. And then his dad went to the hospital. He's totally fine. I don't bring that up for any, it's like, he's totally fine. So like, I feel like two weeks were just like gone. So we had this first day back production. He comes in, he's like, I got an idea. I'm like, oh, great. And I didn't think the video we put out today was like Tom Brady's retirement. We shot it yesterday. And I'm like, I didn't think it was very funny. And I'm like, I don't, Thanks, I don't babe. care. I don't care. But it, <laughs> a lot of people think it's funny. I'm like, but that's the sort of thing. Like, I just have to trust him. And I'm like, I'm going along with it because I'm assuming some people think it's funny, but is this relevant? Do people care about Tom Brady? You didn't think it was funny because not everyone cares about Tom Brady. But what people do care about is the theory of like, he was retired for three weeks. (laughs) Spent three weeks dealing with the stuff that we have to deal with and have for 14 years because he has kids the same age as us. And there's this like, what if he just saw that and he was like, wait, you have to do dance recital and travel basketball and carpool on the same day while making dinner. And then there's some sort of sign up genius. And then he's like, I'm out. I'm going to call. I'm going back to football. So that was like, not about that life. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it really, what it was, was like just a, a, making a, a hypothesis that that's what his life is like when in, in reality, like he's probably got help for all of that, but still Kim played a great Giselle. That was why the, that was why the video I, did so I well. loved it. And it, it's it was a funny great thing to wake up to, to be honest with you. I left a comment because we actually spoke about it on the radio. Yeah. There was a lot of memes out there and it's like, you guys, Nailed it. You put it to life. And of course, people are going to comment on it. People so, are going to react to it because that's what people are thinking. Like, oh, this guy couldn't deal with it. So he went back to what he's been doing. It's relatable because <laughs> yeah. we all thought of it. And so when we see that, we appreciate so much what you guys do. Like, you have no idea. And it's funny that you guys said that. Like, sometimes we'll 
had that same thing. I'm like, I think we should talk about this. And she'll say, no. Mm-hmm. And so we'll go back and forth and we're like, oh, what's the right thing to do? And at the end of the day, we don't talk about either. Yeah. yeah and and I, allow yourself to be wrong because I'm I, wrong all the time. Well, I think so with what you guys do, it's it, it's exactly, but you have to do it in real time and live and probably more succinctly than we do. But we allow ourselves, Mike, okay, most of what we do is my stuff like i i'm like i have an idea we're doing it and he'll be like is this funny i'm like yes and sometimes it's not so we have to allow ourselves like this is you like i bet i'm gonna support you i'm not gonna be a jackass about it like i'm gonna be here i'm gonna show up i'm gonna try my best and then if it doesn't work it doesn't work and we don't like and we get over it like that's the beauty of the internet and then probably radio too like you say it and it's gone speaking of getting over it i literally said yesterday oh tomorrow is friday eve it's thursday no, it's not, Lulu. I was a day off, <laughs> completely a day off. And then, you know, I have to save her. And I'm like, Lulu, you're off. And, you know, play it out the, so it could seem funny. Like, well, yeah, what's I wrong with you? I'm usually the one in La La Land. That's something I would have said. <laughs> I get a text message from my boss like, uh, you okay? Yep. You know what day it is? And I'm like, uh, I do now. I've been living in the future for this whole day. Um, well, uh, I love you guys. And I love, I love that, like, I, I texted you guys at one point in time that, like, if I made me jealous, I wanted a twin sister. But, like, I just love that relationship you you guys have and how you're so inclusive of everybody and made everybody feel, like, so safe and happy that you were around. And I do agree that season 33, like, we do, like, what I love is they threw us all together. And, like, how would we have ever met, like, twin radio DJs in New York City? Like, you know... Middle-aged white people yeah. in yeah. North Carolina. Well, are we, like, we don't leave the yeah. house. We don't meet anybody don't ever. Meet anybody. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So the this fact- is such a gift to get out there and just like force us into a situation that we're not normally in. And I, I mean, everyone should do that at some yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. It truly is. We're um, so grateful to know you guys. And, you know, this is, I hope that we continue with this relationship because yes. I'm going to be annoying you guys. Please. Right. Please. Okay. So tell everybody where they can find you. Listen, watch, subscribe. Tell us all, all, all the places. So on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, you can find us uh, at Lulu Ilala. That's L U L U. Y L A L A. Same thing on YouTube. That's right. Uh, website luluilala.com. And you can hear us on the radio here in New York City, 1035 KTU, the beat of New York. And if you download the free iHeartRadio app, oh my gosh. you could just look for KTU 1035 KTU. They're in DJ mode. I actually, when I was, I was mode. like in the hospital with <laughs> sitting with his dad, and I like I downloaded the app and I listened to them. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I listened okay. to them live. Yeah. It okay, was like their well, first day back. You can take us on the go wherever yeah. you go. I know. So you guys have done this a lot. I love yeah. it. That they are. We're going to let you get back to your day job, which you're very, very good at. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, this is not goodbye. This is see you later. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Love, love you guys. guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer after for years to come try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee plus get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details